This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Vols. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name is Lyle Fulton, and I'm joined on this fine Friday afternoon by the wonderful, the superb, the dressed in a gorgeous hat this afternoon, Jackie Vors. Jackie, how are you this fine Friday afternoon? Oh, great. Thank you, Lyle. I'm just going to switch off my fan, which I shouldn't really on because of the cost of living and energy and everything else. Yeah, it's so, all go, isn't it? It's all go at the moment. And, you, and we are joined by Ludo, aren't we, this week as well? Ludo is around. Ludo's That's the here. disclaimer. Ludo is down by my toes. So I don't know whether he's going to make a guest appearance. <laughs> <laughs> he's heard his name being mentioned. He's having a little rollover, so you might hear some grunts and groans. There we go. We'll get a fascinating insight into what Ludo's thoughts and opinions are on <laughs> this week's topic as well, as we always do. You find me, listeners, uh, strangely for me, coming from a different location than normal. I believe this is the first time. Oh, no, I did one from Wales, didn't I? But I believe I did uh, one from my my wife's family's home in Wales. Um, but unusually for me, I'm the one in a, in inverted commas, exotic location this week. I am coming to you from a theatre, the Malsings Theatre in St. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. I'm kind of mid-rehearsals for A Christmas Carol, which is very exciting. And if you happen to be in St. Albans in December, so depending on when this one goes out, it'll either already be December, it might have been and gone, in which case I hope you came and I hope you had a fantastic time. Um, but yeah, I'm here from the theatre. And this week we are discussing the kind of particular side of PR that revolves around the idea of building a profile. Now, I kind of left this one deliberately vague because I can hear the now multitude of listeners we have asking themselves profile of what what is a profile what does any of this mean and I think we're going to try and describe that we're going to try and illuminate people towards that we're going to cover a cross-section of profiles businesses individuals from the performance side as well and I can kind of give some insight into that but I mean Jackie first things first as we traditionally open these things up you must have worked on building profiles of individuals on businesses explain to the listeners sort of how you go about starting something like that what are the first steps to kind of establishing the building of someone or something's profile well you'll be not surprised to know that the first steps will be making a plan (laughs) setting your objectives understanding why you want to build that I'm very happy we sound like a broken record on this right okay because it's very very important like we're going to get letters you know we're going to get all of like three letters being like it's just the same but listeners it is right it is just the same isn't it Jackie it is the same and it's like when you look at a person or the profile of a person or a profile of a company you've got to work out what your key objective is in raising that profile. What's the benefit and what's the value of doing that? Not only to yourself, because it's, you know, some people just want to be famous for famous fame's sake, as you see with all sorts of people entering Love Island and all the different reality TV competitions. Well, that's all all right. But what you want to work out is by building that profile, what's going to be the net result? And if the net result is going to increase your value as a proposition, full stop, to your customer, to your listeners, or your your audience, Lyle, then that's, you know, that's the benefit. And there's, you know, there's other things. So if you just look at our industry, when we're working with personalities, let's look at Kelly Vero, who's been on one of our podcasts before. Kelly, we do a lot of profile raising with, with Kelly because... She has a lot to bring 
to the wider world in terms of her expertise and experience. So the more people who know of Kelly, the more they can benefit from her very educational stance on the metaverse and NFTs and everything else. So that's the sort of given benefit to the people who would be exposed to Kelly from a profile building perspective. But companies want to have profiles built for all sorts of different reasons. It can be to attract employees or it can be to give a a warmer, let's say, more touchy-feely aspect of a business. Because, you know, you can look at anything on paper and it looks very black and white. But until you see the people behind an entity, you won't get a feeling for how that that business operates. So that's why profile building is really useful for businesses in re- when they're recruiting people. Exactly right. And, and how important, I suppose, is it as well for a business to go through? I mean, I've spoken a lot when I've sort of dealt with the running of my own theatre company. And I suppose as an actor, you are your own brand as well on a sort of a solo journey if you like god that sounded very very philosophical but you know we'll run with it brand awareness comes up quite a lot this idea of brand awareness and i get the sense although i'm a bit of a layman to this that they're kind of the two are intrinsically linked i mean how important is it for a company say they've set themselves up they're a startup from the get-go and they haven't necessarily done no disrespect to them a huge amount of due diligence on a kind of a profile building strategy and then there may be a year down the line and all of a sudden bam it's time to build this profile. We know what it is we do. It's down in black and white. We have a set of clients, but we haven't actually done the the profile building side. Can that lead to a change in direction? How important is it for, for new businesses in particular to sit down and, and start thinking about that? I think it's really difficult for new businesses to have to do everything. I was at a dinner last night, a Metaverse Mixers dinner, and one of the people there, and I won't name him, but when he listens to this, which I'm hoping he will, He'll know who he is. And this is somebody who's been wildly successful and he's been behind the success of one of the biggest games companies known to man. And he's now just about to start his first startup because the, the that last business he took, he basically scaled it up from nothing, but he didn't do that little A to B step, that little startup step. And it is tough. And we were talking about that because when you start a business, you're mostly thinking about, product people customers you know you're not really thinking about oh what do I want my brand to look like what my message is you're mostly thinking about just getting it there and done and created and paying the wages and getting the wheels of commerce rolling yeah so it is hard but it is important and I do think that to a certain extent Everybody can start with the very key intrinsic parts of what they want their brand to stand for right from the start. We all know what our own personal values are. And it's a question of sort of taking just a step back to say, okay, what are our values? What do we want this company to stand for? What do we want this company to be about? How do we want people to perceive us? And even if it's just two or three words like valuable, trustworthy, fun if you start working out your core values early then everything can start to hang off that so I would say you know my first thing for startups would be if you can get a moment in time to think about how you want yourselves to be perceived you start with your values and you start with your mission Mm. what's your mission as a company what's what, what do you want to achieve and you know with anybody your mission can be anything you like my mission could still be to be an astronaut and you know that's possible now 
<laughs> you can <laughs> be. 15 years ago, I could have said, I want to be an astronaut. Nobody would laugh at me. But what yeah. if I set my mission as being an astronaut now? I could potentially do it. Exactly Jeff right. Bezos. Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm here. And I'm sure he is. I've no doubt he is. He listens every week. Absolutely. I've no doubt. Of course he does. We get a lot of uh, the listeners in the States, and maybe he could be one of them. So, yeah, perhaps. I mean, it's <laughs> a really interesting point you make, actually. We spoke to Ben, didn't we, um, over at Kiln, who was a yes. fantastic guest. And I thought, you know, we, we, got, we went, obviously, as we typically do, down some wonderful tangents about kind of how you approach things from a personal level in terms of your career and business and all sorts of things. But something that kind of is very relevant to the conversation we're having now is he'd worked worked for a lot of big brands in his career you know he'd worked for channel four he'd worked for apple he'd worked for inmobi these big brands but his starting point as a result of working for brands that had profiles that had existed for years and years and years and had a really strong core running through them and you know you can argue about what goes on you know intrinsically within these companies and we won't go down that rabbit hole uh, on this occasion but he said didn't he almost word for word he said i wanted to start a business that from the get-go, one of the paramount things that I found most important was that it had a very clear identity from the very beginning. The second yeah. you log on to my website, the second you're there on the website, the second you see anything from us, it's very clear who we are and what it is that we do. And that's kind of an example of someone who has kind of been through it. Sorry, Ben, you know, you know, I'm not any, in any way indicating age or anything like that, <laughs> but been through it and knows exactly where to start from. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because some startup businesses with very young, you know, entrepreneurs at the helm, you're right, kind of have a million and one things in their head where they go, where's the money coming from? How are we paying people? Who's in our team? What are the teams? What is it that we even do? We need to secure clients, all very, very important things. And do they maybe every now and again, forget to form the basis of what that profile is? And before they know it, that's then changed a year down the line. Or it's, shaped, or it's shaped by other people's perception of it. Sure. There are certain businesses that start that change very rapidly and are shaped by the user, basically, or the customer. Yeah. Particularly businesses that offer a number of things. And you can see the customer just wanting one part of those things. And you can then see it a company changing but your values as an operation which is why I came back to values your values can stay pretty consistent as, yeah. a, as an operator or as a company and as a person you know your values should shine through everything that you do and when you set all those things very clearly then you're making a statement that other people can buy into that match their values with yours. And also when you when you set that out very clearly, the people who work for you know what your company's values are and can stand for those values in their own unique way. Yeah. So I think that's why you sort of come back to saying, okay, what are our values and what's our mission? And then from there, decide what you want to tell people about those things. What, you know, what do you want to say? You know, what's your tone of voice? How do you want to come across? Do you want to be super serious? Do you want to be like a teacher? Do you want to be like a counsellor? You know, all of these things are actually the basics of positioning and messaging that we go through with new customers whenever they they join us. But it, without doing that groundwork, you can't build a meaningful profile, which is why I always go back to the, the preparation, the planning, the objective setting, the groundwork. Anything that you do, you need to constantly be reminding yourself why am I doing this what is it for what's it going to benefit what's the benefits here is it to me is it to other people how is this going to bring value mm. and actually 
in anything that you do. And with profile building, once you've done those, those foundations, you have a really good idea about who you want to talk to and who you want to boost, boost your profile to. So let's look at me. Let's look at Demoso. I was going to ask, actually, yeah, I was going to ask, you know, because we have very clear examples here of profile building, living, breathing examples of, of someone who can explain both the Demoso profile build and the Jackie Vores profile build. Do you see what I mean? So, yeah, what what are the differences? How do you involve yourselves in in those sort of strategies, if you like? How do you build? Are there differences? Are there similarities? But what's what's the deal there? It's very simple, Lyle. I find it hard when I'm talking the talk if I haven't been walking the walk. And if I'm telling my clients that they need to build their profile, they need to do all these things, get out there to be seen. If I'm not doing what they should be doing and if I'm not experiencing the same frustrations that they might experience, I can't help them do it in the best way possible. So I think one of the main reasons why I embarked on building my profile with our team was to really, you know, walk the walk. But it does have its other uses as well. So for example, people listening to this podcast, we're we're always on a recruitment drive, you know, Demoso Touchwood, thank God, is a really successful agency doing really, really well. And we're growing. And I try to cap that growth, as you know, I don't like to have too many people and I don't like to have too high a headcount both the client side and the people side she's been trying to force me out for years listeners honestly you know <laughs> it's like just a clinger on I really have that's that actually is 100% the opposite of what's true one day we will go through the actual story where actually it was more like you ain't going anywhere but yeah sorry I've, I've interrupted yeah. That. yeah so but yeah. But- I'm surrounded by people who do want to grow the company and who do want to ride the wave, so to speak. And that's a good thing. There's good balance there because, you know, my main priority, not saying it isn't everybody else's, but it's doing good work and not overburdening the team. And that comes from years of experience. Of, I mean, I've run huge agencies. I've run multinational global agencies working with multinational global clients. My choice when I set up Demosa was to keep it small. But despite myself, the company has grown bigger to even what I had initially planned. So, but sorry, I was getting back to profile. And profile with me has really helped on the recruiting side because when you give people a taste of what you're like and who you are, you get so many more people coming to you who know what you stand for and who want to get on board with your vision or the way you do things. So that makes recruiting a lot easier because people come to you because they like you. They like what they see. They want to join your team. They want to become part of what you're doing. So from a recruitment perspective, I do really see the benefit of my own profile boosting. Another thing, which is which is a complete byproduct, which I never saw coming, which was on the, on the social media side. So what we do with, with me dear listeners, is that I do a lot <laughs> I do a lot of speaking. I spend a lot of time on the circuit delivering speeches at conferences. Therefore, I do a lot of traveling. I do a lot of writing, but I like to write because I like to keep my hand in because I write a lot for clients as well. So I will write bylines to raise my profile. I will speak at conferences to raise my profile. 
I will mentor. So I do a lot of mentoring um, with the University of North Carolina, the University of Texas just recently, doing some lecturing, some mentoring. And all of that helps on so many different levels. What I didn't expect with the social media profiling that my amazing team, Lily, Cara, Tilly, uh, Victor, all these wonderful team, they spend most of their time sort of telling me what to give them so that they can do posts for me. I don't do all of my social media posts. No, no, no. I mean, it does look like I do because I I give Lily and, and everyone else have all of my itinerary and everything else. And they'll be saying, send me a photo from here or do this or do that. But luckily, I have a team of people around me who, who can do that. And that, you know, I, I wasn't prepared for that as well. I thought that if I was going to be doing my own profile raising, I would be doing my own social media posting, which is a lot of the reason why mm. I didn't really get involved in it because I don't have time to be constantly snapping things on Instagram and doing this. And I just don't physically have the time. But the, when we set about this whole campaign around me and Daph and, and you know, the company, it was divided out, the, the work was divided out. And so they do a lot of my social media stuff. And the, the sort of added benefit of that has been that clients have seen where I'm going, they've seen who I'm meeting with, and I've been able to link people up a lot more with different people because I've been so much more visible with who I'm seeing and my travel. And so I'm becoming more valuable by just telling people what I'm doing so they can say, oh, well, if you're at Web Summit, go and look up so-and-so, or if you're going to Pocket Gamer Connect, or if you're going to Games Forum, connect me with so-and-so and such and such. So it's become this really valuable way of communicating with clients, which I hadn't even thought about. So profile building has many, many for me, many benefits. There's so many things to unpick there. I mean, it's just a quick recall to something I think you said in the previous podcast, because I actually half knew that you didn't do all of your social media content, because I believe you said, either in an earlier conversation we've had, or certainly in an early episode of the podcast, you've gone, oh, apparently according to my social media, I'm supposed to be in Spain in a few days time. Brilliant. Okay. That's good to know. And it's like, okay, I don't think Jackie wrote that Instagram post then because clearly <laughs> she's still got to go through her diary for the week and realize where she's going. But there's like a really incredible number of things to pick in through there. I mean, I think just going way, way back, really interesting. I think something we can maybe let the listeners know if they're looking at building their own individual profile and building their profiles of their businesses is that building your profile doesn't mean in inverted commas or in brackets or however you choose to look at it, making things bigger. Like, And that's kind of maybe a misconception. Oh, building profile must mean we have to expand and we have to, you know, make the business yeah. bigger and do more stuff. No, no, no. Values are at the core of what building your profile is. And it kind of leads me on to a really nice thing you said there about the wonderful team you have who kind of help you with your social media output. And you spoke about tone of voice, right, and values, the fact that your values filter through what Demozo does and into the team mean that they have absolutely no problem in writing as you on your social media and writing content for you because they know what your tone of voice is. They know what your values are. And that's yeah. so, so important. The final thing I was going to ask, though, is, and I think I kind of alluded to it, you know, a, a, a while ago when I asked you the question about sort of similarities and differences. Those things then strike me as almost saying that there are lots of similarities when it comes to building the profile of a business and building the profile of an individual is, is that the case? I mean, like using your example of yourself and Demozo, but as well, our work with Kelly is kind of intrinsically linked to work she does as well with companies and kind of helping to build the profile of that. Are there more similarities than differences in terms of building profiles of individuals and businesses? There are a lot of similarities, but 
There is something I do want to say about building profile. We set out what we wanted to achieve. And so we have clear objectives. And that thing I told you just now about connecting people, that was an organic benefit. It was an, it was an organic consequence of what I was doing, an added benefit, but it right. certainly wasn't intentional. What I've learned from that is I could actually bring that to a client next time we talk to about building their social media profile and explain that there can be these benefits. But the thing I really wanted to focus on was that, and you you nailed it on the head when you said it's not about making it bigger and it's not about making things up and it's not about spinning things. And I, I think we need to do another podcast about PR. Spin. PR and spin. God, that's a huge yeah. one. How long have you got? <laughs> the other thing is when you're posting things, and this is something that companies are very, very guilty of, is they they post things that aren't interesting. When you're doing social media work, when you're doing any kind of profile boosting, whether that be thought leadership pieces, whether that be speaking, got to make it interesting. I mean, there is the argument of like the more content that's out there, the more Google will see you and the more visible you will become. The algorithms are getting smarter now for starters with Google. But even if even if that is the case, you don't want all of the content that you are associated with to be banned and boring. So you have to make some really serious choices about what you want to post, what you want to say, and think about whether that is actually interesting to people. You know, the opening of an envelope is, well, actually, no, there are unboxing videos on YouTube and stuff like that. Which <laughs> children love. So maybe not our cup of tea, listeners. Not, I think we've made that clear. Not our cup of tea. Uh, we're not knocking them, but um, I just don't like to work. I mean, occasionally a phone unboxing, but even then. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. those are exciting. But <laughs> the time not. And I was having a really good conversation with one of our directors, Duncan. He's a real uh, pro. And uh, we were talking about how content is changing over time. Now you've got all these content making people within organizations they think that content is good for pr and it it usually isn't it might be good for the customer it might be good for the community but that content often is not can't be used for pr and isn't interesting no. so if we're talking about profile raising got to make the content interesting authentic true and not dullsville so you know a lot of the time you've got to really think about what you want to do whether that be personal or whether that be from a company perspective absolutely right i think it's absolutely crucial when it comes to sort of putting things together that you're not just scattergun approaching it and i suppose that kind of brings us right back to the very beginning of and I, you know i'm not being just i'm sure people do have plans and what have you that's that's not me sort of throwing irons in the fire and what have you but I suppose irons in the fire is actually a really good metaphor, isn't it? Sometimes you can have too many in there when you start things up and it's like, which one is going to heat up the quickest? I'm really stretching this out now. But you know what I mean? Which which one is actually <laughs> going to be, which one's going to be our <laughs> thing? That's a metaphor. Yeah, exactly. How, this has become my new thing after quantum, isn't it? Like stretching yes, metaphors. Girl, you said it. I mean, yeah, wait. that's it though. We were good. Like, I'm under embargo listeners. I can't say the word quantum or framing it differently or anything like that. I mean, it, it, it's a really, really interesting point, isn't it? Because I think, you know, I can kind of speak a little bit about the performance side of, of profile building. And there are huge similarities with that. But I think you look at a big brand or a big business or even, you know, a I think this is where there is maybe a slight difference when it comes to a business individual, for example, because 
you know, Kelly is a great example. So we had the wonderful Kelly, like you mentioned, who was on on the podcast a few episodes back. Fantastic episode. If you haven't already listened to it, please do check it out. She is madness personified, but in a brilliant way. She's absolutely wonderful. And uh, we hope to have her back on again. But her profile has has changed. It has shifted, you know, very, very much so. And she kind of took us through the very kind of black and white elements of what her profile was from being, you know, a PR for the Osbournes, from being, you know, a, a heavy metal, you know, rec- record producer. Yeah, exactly. You know, to a to PR, to yeah. metaversal expert, to just outright, you know, superstar and rock star. And when it comes to, you know, the performance side of things, things shift markedly there as well. I mean, my profile coming out of first things first is actually your profile is all you have. Your profile and your brand is actually all you really have. Sometimes quite literally in terms of the, your physical profile, it's actually sometimes all you really have as an actor. It's crazy. It's, it's voice and when, how you look, but my profile coming out of drama school when I graduated or well, six years ago now was 20, not mid twenties, but could play anywhere between late teens to early thirties and everything in between long haired, middle length haired, kind of bumbly, you know, middle class, Hugh Grant, like budget Hugh Grant type bloke with a beard <laughs> right you know what I mean you know and a big head um you know uh cast me this is me right this is my kind of thing and my, but my profile has has seriously shifted I mean I you know I still am that but I've got older and that's something you know actors have to have to wrestle with and performers have to wrestle with but I, I play music now at weddings I, I do podcasts I write you know I don't you know I, I do more than just the one thing and increasingly you know, what I'm doing now, which I feel very lucky and privileged to be doing with the Christmas Carol and other shows I'll be doing is something I do when I have the time, you know, I, this, this is now what I want to do, you know, sort of, or, you know, once very strong, but this is now what I do more often, you know, writing's what I do more often, you know, music's what I do more often. And my profile's changed. And it's really interesting how you then manage it. And we talked a lot about building your profile, but how you manage your profile is, is very, very interesting because I don't feel like my values as a human being have changed, you know, hard work to entertain, you know, to give of my best, to prepare, prepare, plan, to prepare adequately. But the circumstances surrounding my profile, the framework within which my profile exists, and there's framing again, that has changed. You know what I mean? Like, because as I have physically changed, I mean, how important is it, I suppose, and this might be a bit of a loaded question, to revisit and to always keep that as like a kind of a working real life document if you like how important is it to always be adaptable and to always be kind of searching for ways to not expand the business and grow it but to expand your profile and to be able to you know move in different circles and do different things or this this could be something where i've completely misstepped here is it important maybe or is it you know advisable to stay on the same path of your profile and not deviate too much when it comes to the business world it doesn't even matter it doesn't matter which world you're looking at I don't think Mm. an interesting question because you should have to stay true to your values Mm. you should maintain your values and there will be times maybe when you revisit your values because of your experience but most of the time your values should tend to stick but you should always be relevant And as long as you've got relevance, then you'll be bringing value. So it Mm. comes back to, you know, what is the benefit of me raising my profile? And am I going to be consistent with this? Yeah. One mistake I see happening a lot when people try to raise their profile is they try to do too much at one time and they don't sort of start with a layered approach. So it's considering why you want to do something and then choosing 
the best channel that meets those objectives. So let's say you want to be a thought leader. So you want to give your opinion on your industry. You know, that could be anything from upholstering through to shopkeeping, through to running a school. And you want to be a thought leader in that industry. Then you decide how you're going to do that. So let's say I'm going to be a thought leader in a secondary school, secondary level school. So I think I'm going to write some articles on the management of schools in a recession. And where would I place those articles? Further Education News, Times Education. And so now you start to see about what's my value. I've got experience as a head of a school. I want to set some thought leadership, which means sharing my opinions, sharing my hints and tips. How am I going to go about that? Write the articles, get them into that kind of a, a media, that kind of publication. It's a really basic kind of flow example. Now, let's say that that goes really well and you're writing lots of articles. Then you use your social media to say, hey, read my article that's just come out in further education. Look out for my article, which is coming out next week in the Times. So that's called signposting. So you can use social media for signposting, for marking some an event that's come out or telling people that something is going to happen. Then you can use the same social media to say, I had a great response to this article and they've asked me to write again or I've been given this kind of feedback. So this is what I talk about having a layered approach. If you race at it and you try to do all things to all men, you're never gonna be able to create what I call an engaged dialogue with your followers on social media. And indeed, you're never gonna get a real understanding of the effectiveness of what you're doing. But if you start slowly, you target, you work out exactly what your value is that you're bringing as part of your profile raising, then you will find out what's valuable to your customer base or your listeners or your watchers or whatever. And then you can take it from there. And something I sort of touched on there is being able to analyze, being able to sort of see the results of your your profile building. And that's something that I, I see all the time when I have people approach me to help them. I You know, it's very clear from my profile building when I'm out talking to university students and I say to them, talk to me, link in with me, ask me questions. So it's lovely young student, Vokey from the University of Texas. She's studying a journalism course. She contacted me the other day to talk to me about my opinions for an essay she's writing on non-profits. Oh, wow. So... You know, that is that has come from my profile raising and that has actually brought benefit and value to that student. And ultimately, hopefully, you know, along the lines that will help Vokey be a better PR that will help people do better in the long run for our industry. And this leads me on to something quite nice, actually, as well. I mean, first things first, what you say about engagement, I think, is absolutely spot on. And again, engagement not only doesn't mean again making things bigger you almost put yourself or throw yourself into a trap if you expand too quickly with that engagement am i right because all of a sudden i think you even alluded to it you expand so fast that people are having to try and engage with a thousand different things at once and they're not giving of themselves enough when it comes to engagement to the one thing that they arguably stand to glean the most from and stand to sort of you know earn the most from and get the most out of and i think that's really really important 
That said, Jeff, if you are listening, uh, we are really keen to expand the podcast. Um, we'd love a studio. Uh, I mean, that would be great. A studio in space actually sounds like something we'd really, really love to do. If that's something you uh, you can possibly organize for us, uh, be in touch at info at the Um, But just going back to it, I mean, I, something I was actually meant to say earlier on in this recording, when it comes to building profile and methods of building profile, and you know, it strikes me that Voki, I think it was uh, that you mentioned, who got in touch with you, you then responding and engaging with, uh, with, with her was a method of mentoring you know you're kind of mentoring you you were were giving something off now having known you for as long as i've known you over a year now that's something you not only feel you know sort of is is important to do but you love doing it and that that's that's almost quite a nice place to sort of like start to draw this to a close is that actually building profile the methods you use to build your profile doesn't half help if you actually really enjoy doing them you know and it comes it comes back to that idea of spin as well if you're putting stuff out there that you know secretly behind closed doors you're like oh well, yeah, my team have put that out on social media, but you know, I'd be damned if I believe in that. Then it's like, <laughs> then you know, it's it's not doing anything for you. It's not doing anything for the people who are engaging with it because they're engaging with something which is false and and, and untrue. Whereas actually, if you enjoy what you do, you know, if the, the tone of voice you're using is genuine, authentic, and we've spoken a lot about authenticity, if it's actually what you enjoy and love doing, and you know, again, having known you for as long as I've known you, you really enjoy going to these events. You really enjoy speaking. You know, one of the first things we spoke about when I first started full-time a year ago was your brilliant ability to kind of you know get my writing sort of up, up to speed and you really really taught me and nurtured me through some some writing techniques and how, and how to make things more succinct and to fill a story out and you love doing that yourself and you still do that you love traveling you love mentoring you know these are things that you love that they build your profile because I can do them in my sleep I love doing them I mean that is so important isn't it, it must be so important it's really important and do you remember that phrase never meet your heroes yeah And I think that came from a time when we didn't have these brilliant tools like podcasts, YouTube, being able to do video, logs, vlogs, or being able to sort of do, you know, much more one-to-one engagement via social media. I think nowadays your heroes are more authentic to you because you see what they're like, warts and all. Today, if you're really acting a part as part of your profile building, you will get found out. Absolutely. Absolutely will get found out. So it really is the biggest mistake to try to be something that you're not. Mm. It's equally a big mistake. I mean, thank you for all the flattery that you just gave. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also a big mistake to believe your own good press. Never believe your own PR. Yeah, never believe your own PR. Constantly, I think the people that people love are the ones that keep their humility, that understand that they're very lucky to be in the position that they're in. And yeah, you know, I I do worry sometimes about, you know, profile building, sort of almost looking like it's a bit braggy, like it's a bit like, oh, me, I'm in Cartagena now, or look at me, I'm in Toronto now. Mm. And I do try to keep, I do try to keep a little bit of a lid on that. And yeah. The feedback I get seems to me to respond to that positively because a lot of people say, bloody hell, you're busy. Sorry, pardon the French. No. Bolly, oh gosh, you're busy. <laughs> and and to, to your point, Lyle, I honestly say to people, genuinely, I'm not that much more busy than I would have been on any other given year other than pandemic years. Sure. It's just that I have people telling everyone about it now. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be authentic and you've got to keep your own feet on the ground because people like me, and I've done it before, I have actually created monsters. Mm. Genuinely, I've created people who have believed their own press and have turned into quite arrogant people that 
I despair of sometimes and I do try to tell people to just remember that this profile building isn't to build a false representation of you of the company it's to make your truth attractive to everybody else to make you what's and all the proposition you are because fundamentally I, I like to believe that most organizations and people are good mm. and they're trying to do the very best mm. they can and certainly the people I re- try to represent are great and it's not an you know that is not an issue no yeah but brilliant clients yeah you can come across individuals who only want profile building and then behave like superstars <laughs> My dad. Joking. You'll be listening to this. No, joking. It's not ever at all. No, I mean, believe me, in the acting, we're just drawing this to a close. Believe me, in the acting world, there are a few of those. And I mean, my wife, for example, last year, I mean, we've spoken about this. We spoke about it quite a lot last year. She was in a huge, huge show. I'm not sure if you've mentioned this all that much, but she was in a huge show with, with Ian McKellen. <laughs> yeah, only every other podcast. She hates me now for this as well. She really hates me. But she, you know, she's doing really well. Yeah, of course, of course she does. I I mean, she... have never listened. <laughs> I mean, listened to one yet. It's a miracle she does listen every now and again because I've no doubt she gets sick and tired of me in person, and then to have to sort of have me in the in, in the earphones in the cans. But she, you know, she was putting loads of stuff out on social media when she was in Hamlet with with Sir Ian, and she, she she always feels really funny about it because again she you know she doesn't want like you just said she's very similar and I get this as well maybe not so much and my friends will be listening to that laughing their bums off that I feel that way as well because why is it all over your social media then laugh uh you know god you can't be that humble um but you know my 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 wife would would say oh you know is it just a bit you know oh I'm the big I am because there are friends of mine who I know aren't like working just at the moment and but I always said to her in that moment I said the fact that you're even thinking about that the fact that as you post which is important to do for our brand as actors it's important to make sure that there's output out there even if it's just to make sure that people come and see you and to come and see the show, because ultimately, you know, you're doing it so that you can be seen. You're doing it so that people come and enjoy the show you're in. The very fact that in the back of your mind, healthily, is the idea that I want to make sure that this is just part of the job, part of the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's important to me that my profile's built and what comes of that from a business perspective, from a professional perspective, from a social perspective as well, when it comes to, you know, sort of some of the effects you've experienced as well, which have been positive, they will all come deservedly from what I put out. But in the back of my mind, I'm going, it's never anything other than from a place of integrity, authenticity, humility. I'm not putting out and going, oh, I can't wait to get a thousand likes because I'm in a play with Ian. Like, you know, that's not why you're doing it. Yeah. I always said to her, I said, as long as you continue to think that, and as long as your feet remain on the ground for as long as you do this, then you never need to feel bad. Yeah, no, first person, and this is a really interesting final thought. I think is just remember that the people that you're broadcasting out to with your profile building might want to respond, react, engage with you afterwards, and your response to them in return is one of the most important things you need to think about. And we all know this, if you tweet something and you feature a star or, you know, my other half tweets uh, Radio 6 DJs all the time. And if they retweet <laughs> him, it's it makes his day. Yeah, of course. And even, you know, little old me sending a light to somebody if they've responded to a social media, as much as anything, it's polite. 
Mm. And it's being responsive and kind. Yeah. It's also recognizing that people have taken the time out to contact you, to get in touch with you. So being super responsive and being thankful for reactions to your profile building is really important as well. And as you said, Lars, so well, having that with humility, with empathy, with understanding, enjoyment. Absolutely right. Enjoy what you do and always sort of deliver that output with absolute humility and integrity. And it's why, final thing I'll say in the main body of this episode is, for the third time, Jeff Bezos, if you are out there, investment, <laughs> we can expand this thing, right? We can expand this thing. We can do it in space, right? You know, the rest is PR in space. The rest is interstellar podcasting, right? I'm just putting it out there as an idea, right? It's good. We're going to SEO this. We're going to just, just plaster Jeff all over the descriptions of this. Bring it on. Jackie's wearing stars, <laughs> You know, it's it's written in the stars. There we go. You know, this is it. Oh, the segue was gorgeous there. You can tell I'm playing Charles Dickens in A Christmas Carol. Just poetry yeah. in motion. But there you are, from, <laughs> from the theatre that I'm about to go and make a fool of myself in. Uh, thank you so much, uh, listeners, for listening once again to the latest episode of The Rest is PR. I've had an absolute ball in this one. This one's been really, really good. I've really enjoyed it, sort of talking about building profile. And it's given me a lot to think about myself, actually. But as ever, listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you want to listen to the podcast and hear about what we've been getting up to when it comes to the podcast. It is www.therestispr.com. If you want to be on the podcast or suggest a topic for us to discuss with either ourselves here on this podcast, Jackie and I, or any guests we have coming up, and we have a couple of very exciting guests coming up, then get in touch with us. It's info at therestispr.com, or you can get in touch via info at demozo.com. And speaking of demozo, if you want to see demozo's glorious profile as it is built increasingly and, and lastingly and, and longingly by Jackie and the team, then it's over at demozo.com. Uh, lots of very, very exciting things actually in the pipeline when it comes to uh, demozo and that's sort of growing the team and, and some new people getting involved. So keep an eye on that. Jackie, same time again next week? Yes, of course. Thank you so much. And listeners, it has been an absolute pleasure. And we can't wait for you to listen to the next episode of The Rest is PR. Bye for now. Bye.